When all your friends are dead or gone, drown in a swamp of literal human filth, the only friend you'll still have, the only lifeline, will be Audible.com. Audible.com is the only place where you can get a free audiobook just by going to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. There's no saint or knight that can provide you with that. So trust your only friend. Audibletrial.com forward slash bonfireside chat. We promise not to drown you in human waste. That's the Audible Guarantee. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Dennis Furia. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix. It is an undead second favorite. Where we ask you to reach out and touch the demon inside of us. And mm-hmm. this week we are asking for your responses to World 5-1 of Demon's Souls, the beginning of the Valley of Defilement. Uh, we are recording at kind of a strange time because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so we don't have that many responses, but responses we shall read. Mm-hmm. So if if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I didn't even get a chance to talk about it, um, just talk about it. Yeah. It's fine. Send it. It's duckfeet.tv slash contact. Yeah. Yeah, three years down the road, like we're, you know, we're old and gray and <laughs> we're doing totally different shows about future souls and <laughs> demon thrust and all these things. And you still haven't thought about the Valley of Defilement? Lay it on us, buddy. Yeah. We'll still take mm-hmm. it. We will still entertain your notions. Speaking yeah, of entertaining we- notions, thank you for uh, sticking around, Des. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, this has been a great time. So happy, happy to spend a little more time on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and get us started here with Billy. Um, Billy says via contact. And this is uh, errata. This is a, a comment on the last episode. In episode 22, Bob Mackey mentioned he wasn't sure where the old hero boss arena was situated in relation to the rest of the level. The second pass on the cliff side passage, the one that starts with the Storm Beast corpse pile, you'll enter a fog wall. The arena is in this cavern. I think it's easiest to see from the bridge with the Grim Reaper enemy tucked away in the corner and the corpse with the dagger. When you reach the corpse, look to your right. You'll see the old hero. When leaving this room, you actually run right behind him. I had no idea. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Everything kind of blends in um, in those crypts for me. Yeah, and, and also, like, I'm, you know, they kind of, they're kind of designed not to give you a chance to stop and look around. Yeah. You know, until you kill those Grim Reapers, like, you're constantly being stalked. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's regenerating enemies, so yeah, it never really occurred to me to kind of look around and and figure that out. Right. Well, and you just assume because you're in 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 caves that it's all going to be kind of enclosed caverns, mm-hmm. and dark walls. So yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. Yes. All right. So moving into the responses, we have Nick Byrne who writes in via Facebook. Uh, the level has a pungent atmosphere that pervades the TV screen and enters your living room. It's terrifying even before you get to the beaked enemies, who, whose faces, I believe, are based on plague doctors from the 17th and 18th century. Uh, they used to fill their beaks with perfumes to try to protect themselves from the putrid air. But nothing can save you in the Valley of Defilement. There isn't an area in either Souls game that makes your skin crawl with the sheer rottenness of it all. And in that accurate and geographically complicated depiction of the most unpleasant place you could ever be, somehow it all seems beautiful. Hmm. I, nice. Well written. Yeah. 
yeah. well, well written. I, I don't I don't know if I get to the conclusion. I think that it is it is just entirely objectionable the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I find it compelling. Yeah, you know, I always talk about I love all my children. Like I, I, I find it compelling and interesting, and I like the the gameplay and lore aspects of it. It never uh, never does seem beautiful to me. And in fact, like the whole area not being beautiful, I think is you know we I keep hinting at it, but you know my grand reading of, of the ending being you know is the world worth saving. This is like exhibit A and no, the world isn't, (laughs) you know, like the world is shit and people suffer all the time and it's, you know, it's really nasty out there. Like, don't, you know, let's not, uh, let's let the old one come and fuck shit up Mm -hmm. because this is what they're, you know, this is what we have to lose. Like, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, the play doctor thing is interesting. This is, it feels, this is a, you know, I'm not saying it to be mean. There was a guy who, um, walked around my hometown who had uh, some real severe facial deformities going on that looked a little bit like a, a depraved one. Like his face, his nose was elongated and lumpy, oh. and he had uh, like some growths on his face that jutted out in kind of the same way. Um, and, you know, just kind of walk around town, and uh, that's what these guys kind of look like to me. And I never mm-hmm. talked to him. I'm, you know, I feel <laughs> bad for the dude. I'm not talking down to him. Um, I guess like one of my friends worked with him. He worked at a telemarketing place and uh, he uh, was a big drinker. Like he was just mm-hmm. drunk a lot, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, that's what they look like to me. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my, my first instinct yeah. I see one of these things huh. is that specific guy. Hmm. I always think of moles for some reason when <laughs> I, when I see him, mm-hmm. I, I agree with the, I think this place does a better job of the whole skin crawling thing than the great swamp. Like mm. this, this is more disgusting. Um, there's a better job just having that ick factor. Well, partly because it has a story to it, right? Like yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, you know, it is a place where like, it's explicitly like where everything just kind of, you know, goes and there are missionaries that go here and, and such. And I guess there, I mean, there's a story to the great swamp where you learn about it becoming poisoned because of, uh, you know, Inji and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the um, you know you don't get that right away. Whereas you go into this like when you're actually experiencing it, you can have it in your head like characters will tell you what this area is. Whereas when you first run into Blight Town, you're just like, oh, what is this nonsense? Mm-hmm. And then you have mm-hmm. to really work. Like you can, it's really easy to even miss you know Inji. You had to really work to kind of put that together and kind of figure out where that went wrong. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Before I anybody also- arouses us, that's not the Great Swamp. Yeah. yeah, out there before before anybody corrects Dennis. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, good good point. Yeah. Um, I could also take in take in as a whole and looking at Made in Australia, I could I could see kind of how you could find the beauty in something like this, where she's she's down there, she's kind of sold out to to make and do in this place, and they've they've got something that's sustainable. If it you know if if it's not pretty, it's at least um you know they they've created a live for themselves. Yeah. It's a living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to yeah. say that like this is um, – this compared to Blight Town is a very uh, um, direct comparison of the storytelling styles between the two of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, you saying it out loud there, Gary, kind of made me realize that it is so much more direct in Demon Souls than it is in Dark Souls. And I will always kind of prefer that mystery, um, even if the conclusions that you get to are a little bit more flimsy. Oh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the, the most fun we've had on the show conjecturing about stuff has been in the two uh, Shrine of Storms episodes. Yeah. And it's because it has, a, you know, so little directly mm-hmm. telling you, yeah. you know, what happened. Like uh, that's definitely a difference in, in the storytelling. And I don't know if we enumerated it as our, you know, one of our big differences between the two in the first episode. But in searching for lore, I know we talked about the lore not being – 
as big a factor and not being as obvious, but Mm -hmm. in the kind of experience of searching for it and really scrubbing for it, um, Mm -hmm. I think that has kind of borne true as a generality. Right. You know, it's just that it's not a, it is not as hidden and it's much more, um, you know, it's much what's there. There's less there, but it's easier to get. Right. And uh, I, you know, and everything I've, you know, led to, has, has led me to believe that Dark Souls 2 will be more in the vein of Dark Souls yeah. in that respect. So that makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In the uh, in the episode of the level where we talk about the uh, talk about the uh, beta of Dark Souls two, uh, the first question that Dennis asks is, "How long did you spend reading item descriptions?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like of our precious limited time, actually, like mm. looking at this thing. I, th- I think we both spent on the order of like fifteen to twenty minutes just yeah, looking yeah. at everything in our inventories. Yeah, yeah. I should find somebody who's done like screen captures of all of them. Yeah, online. Like I bet you that exists. I should I should find those and, and read those. Even though like at this point, like since I didn't do the the, the beta. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll stick to my guns and say I'll go in fresh. Be here before we know it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually yeah, it's very soon. I got to start planning my vacation time. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Fallout Four is going to come out, and just all these games I have to take time off work for. <laughs> just, uh, mm-hmm. Have they have they said anything official about Fallout Four yet, or is it just one of those? It must be around the yeah, corner. It's a tra- trademark filing. Uh, and, yeah, that's and there's a there's an ARG website that has Morse code that's a date. And the date is uh, December 11th, I think. <laughs> so I think that's when they're probably going to make the announcement. Nice. Um, every it's kind of interesting. All of the um, rumors, like uh, when I was kind of reading threads of people guessing, you know, wh- where it's going to take place. Like everything is correct. Like the the internet, based on what they've released so far in this kind of ARG campaign, it's you know, it's uh, it takes place in Boston in the um, the Commonwealth, which they talk about in Fallout Three, is right. where the Android is from. Um, but everything leads us, you know. That, like points to that so yeah it's gonna be boston i know that they've already done like a midwest uh with uh fallout tactics but like the everything they build up in fallout 2 makes me want to be there for an actual fallout proper yeah i, I understand that boston and dc both have distinct architecture and landscape but dc uh, is not that different from boston like yeah, i mean true. it is different like somebody you know could hear that and really disagree with me but like mm-hmm. i would have liked to have seen the the midwest or well, i guess they did the the south with point lookout yeah. A little bit, but like, you know, or like, uh, I can see that being really cool or like Canada, mm, yeah. you know, something like that, like a, like a country that lost a war, yeah. um, before, before it happened or Europe, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that mm. would be really interesting. I mean, it's, it's gotta like, I guess Europe wouldn't really work with that fifties no- American nostalgia, yeah, yeah, you know, with that, but, uh, I would like to see somewhere that was a little bit further apart than, than what we've already seen, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm, there's no way I'm, I'm going to end up spending like $200 to get the whatever stupid fucking tchotchkes come with it and stuff. It's, it's my Vietnam. So, other, you know. Yeah. And I'll stop my other stopwatch. Yeah. <laughs> Vietnam or Fallout. <laughs> Vietnam. Okay. So, yeah. Fallout, maybe maybe Fallout too. We, weirdly enough, at the two-hour mark was when we did the – was when <laughs> of our oh, recording. Yeah. Whereas the first one was at the one-hour mark. Yeah, yeah. we well, were on a clockwork. Like a mm-hmm. Swiss watch. All right. Dennis, why don't you run us out with Murph? Yeah, run us yeah out. sure. Uh, Murph says via Facebook, 5-1, much like the ever-present fungus, has really grown on me. Waka waka. <laughs> uh, uh, he says, at first it's intimidating. You can fall from anywhere. Things can fall from anywhere. All the things are poisonous, even the falling things. <laughs> and then on the second run through, you realize that height can be used as a shortcut. And if you keep your distance, the enemies aren't that difficult. Yeah, this is probably the biggest disparity between perceived difficulty of my first run and 
you know, the, the, the comfort and security, the familiarity brought to me on my second run. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still find five too difficult. Yeah. Like I, I, even I'm on later runs, like not as difficult. One. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. I agree with five one for sure. Um, even though I didn't, this was not as big a bottleneck for me in my first run through mm-hmm. and stuff, but the, um, yeah. And even though five two is not as difficult as it was the first time, like just speaking in, uh, in generalities, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would agree with you here and then say that like, that kind of slams that door shut when you get to the second one, yeah. second part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of reinforces that knowledge is, is one of your greatest weapons in, uh, in, in demon souls that mm-hmm. just knowing what's coming next is, is so hugely helpful. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's more, it's uh, greater than or equal to half the battle. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's souls for you. And this, this, this one that says for next time, is that literally for next time? Yeah. That's literally just so I had a place to keep it. Uh, gotcha. so it was out of my inbox. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Not this time. Next time. We'll get you next time, Dan. Yeah. Um, you, jump, you done jump the gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you have uh, other things to say about either uh, 5, you know, 5.2, 5.3, or in general, mm-hmm. um, go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact and share those with us. Yep. And uh, uh, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, iTunes ratings, reviews. Tell a friend if you uh, if you are turning somebody on to Dark Souls or Demon Souls, um, you know. This uh, holiday season? The, yes, the, exactly. You know, yeah. probably going to be price drops and everything. So if there's somebody who's taking the plunge, uh, recommend us as a companion piece. Who knows? I halfway expect Cole to give me Dark Souls again for Christmas. <laughs> nah. You take it and like it. Do you have a DC version? <laughs> have you played Artorias of the Abyss yet? I have. Yeah, that was okay, good. good. Okay. Yep. Because otherwise I was going to get you. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. Um, and in addition, um, listen to all of our shows, of which we are all on. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Dennis, yeah. Our, our guest is uh, on the level. With mm-hmm. uh, with Cole and a couple of his other friends, a video game roundtable show. It's very good. Thank you. Yep. Gary and I are on uh, Aptic Suffering. Watch out for fireballs. You know, it's mm-hmm. all good. Yep. Uh, Cole's on those damn Ross kids. He also runs Hexcrank. Yes. You didn't mention last episode uh, a survival horror blog mm-hmm. um, that is well worth your checking out. Yeah. Your read read times. Yeah, uh, I'm very, very proud of that, of that project and uh, where it is going. So we're mm-hmm. currently uh, towards the end of the uh, the Atari age and it's starting the, the very fertile ground of PC survival horror games and uh, the couple of examples of uh, horror games for the NES. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, check out, um, check it out, comrade. Uh, it's going to be forever until I stop saying that, <laughs> which yeah. is Nick, uh, <laughs> Gary and uh, Nick Labber's indie game show. And also yep. Pilot Season, uh, which uh, just recently, I guess we're time shifting here, but uh, check out the Everybody Loves Raymond uh, episode. Um, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, it was me trying to be funny, but that's also literally what I hear when I listen to sitcoms. <laughs> it is so dumb. Like I feel like there are only three sitcom plots. <laughs> like mom likes to show a picture. What is that? So mom shows baby picture and embarrasses somebody. Um, that's it. So, <laughs> that's all there is to sitcoms. Yeah, I, I, I need sitcoms. I, I need to extract the Deborah. Mom, uh, um, yeah, Deborah. as as uh, text tones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah. But then there's also the pitch, which is uh, done which and is over with. Over, but, but is uh, yeah, there's a backlog. Yeah. Do it. So, uh, and it is, it is evergreen. So it, tell, it tells a complete story. It does. Tell, surprisingly, we never would have thought in the beginning. <laughs> story. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, go to your Amazon referral link and, uh, buy all our stuff. Yeah. And do all the things. Yes. 
So the world might <laughs> behind you. Yes. Umbasa. 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 <laughs> Uh, How's everyone doing? Doing okay. Just, yeah, just got finished playing a bunch of Fallout. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fallout Fallout 2 still? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 so I've played three. I've never played any of the original ones. And, and listening to it, just I, I, like I, everything you guys talk about is so cool in that episode. And I know there's probably a thousand things that you're not touching on. So it's really making me want to go back and, uh, and try it. Yeah, they so, they both I... they both run on Macs now. Um, you're just you, you're just going to have to. Uh, I would recommend uh, checking out the before I play on it of uh, Fallout One uh, in order to know okay. what to you know what to expect when you get in there, and also uh, don't get tripped up on the interface, especially if you came to three first. Yeah, it's turn based uh-huh. uh-huh. for yes. all intents and purposes. So it's it's way it's a much slower pace. Yeah. The, the I have a long-standing love affair with turn-based games, so yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that is that's not a negative. If you like tactical combat, you're going to like that a lot. However, yeah. you do not maneuver your teams. Uh, all of your teammates are AI, so it's just you, yourself, and you. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like the combat is not that different than, say, like, you know, XCOM or something like that. Um, they're like an old XCOM, except with mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. The, the one person. Mm-hmm. And then, the uh, you know, you have to be able to – you have to be into reading. Because there's you know not a whole lot of dialogue in it that's voiced, so that's right. the, the other big difference. But um, playing it for the show made me you know I'm kind of farting around in New Vegas. I don't know how far I'll get in it, but mm-hmm. I end up skipping the I end up reading ahead and skipping the dialogue like more often than not mm-hmm. in the in that game. Oh so, yeah, yeah. You know, people maybe just... Mass Effect. I actually listen to the dialogue, but otherwise it's just you know skip through it as quickly as possible, as fast as you can read. I, yeah, I listen for Telltale games. And that's, you know, mm. that's more or less it. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't even until, like, Mass Effect 2 that the performances got good enough that it was worth, uh, like, watching it, like, getting drawn in. Yeah. And even then, I, I've, I've sh- everyone other than Shepard is great. I mean, sorry, I'm playing as male Shepard, so I don't, maybe that's it. But they, I've been consistently amazed at how bland he is able to be, even when mm-hmm. saying things that should be like the whole scene i the way i played you know i met up with ashley and i had a romantic past with her and it's just you know she's she's adequately voice acted and he's just like we used to have something and now we do not yeah yeah and uh i hate to be normative um at least you know american centric but he is astoundingly canadian when he talks (laughs) Mm. and he just said like he has uh such a such a flat affect that he may or may not be like schizoid um uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's funny but uh but yeah like you just if if there's a choice between yeah you know, yeah you you go with jennifer hale every time mm-hmm. yeah yeah in the like the i mean i'm you know i play about 10 hours of the first one i don't know if i'm gonna keep going with it or not but the i mean most of the characters seem fairly bland like there's a couple of them that are a little bit more interesting but your teammates for the most part like you've got soldier boy and soldier girl yeah, and neither of them are that interesting. And then, um, like the lady, I just I haven't gotten everybody. The lady I got, who's like the technomancer, she's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of the people who I've, I've and then the uh, the big guy, the ogre guy, is kind of fun. Yep. But the uh, mm-hmm. most most everybody else is pretty white bread. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, the, the the good thing is that uh, Garrus and Tally, 
who are the definitely the most interesting of the of the characters, like the best voiced and kind of the ones like, oh, I'd like to keep you around. They uh, they, they stick around. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The 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 starter crew is definitely pretty bland. They, I, I'm I'm struggling to remember the guys, but um, Miranda's has some interesting writing when you get into her loyalty quest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not it's not necessarily her character that's interesting. It's just the situation. That's yeah. cool. But yeah, definitely of uh, Ashley and Kaiden or whatever they are. He has an Iden name. Like it's he's bound to be the worst. <laughs> right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, Fallout definitely no pay attention to the talkie. Um, just because, <laughs> it, like, just yeah. it's it's Bethesda syndrome. I don't know why they just. I mean, I, I do know why they have so much dialogue <laughs> and they can't afford to to compose shots for everything. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, just that, that straight on bus shot is so, uh, so disengaging. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I don't even find the visuals that, I mean, I yeah. think that the most of the, the random NPCs are not very, you know, they just don't have that much, you know, that interesting of things to say. Yeah. And it's one of those things of where you, you know, if you voice everybody and you're going to have, be able to talk to anybody, yeah, you're going to get a lot of, uh, kind of low cards in that deck. And I've, I've found that to be true of every game with complete voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there, and there are characters in in the 3D Fallout's who have voice acting I really love, yeah, and and you know, kind of things they say that are really interesting. But it's uh it's not the norm. Yeah, uh, you know? like Arcade Ganon and uh, blah. What's her name? Um, Fallout Lady with the Power Fist. Oh, um, Veronica. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I really, really enjoy both of them. She's great. I like Raul a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's he's real fun. Um, you know, like most most of the NPCs are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think. But um, and then some of the uh, the characters you run into, like I have a real soft spot for Fantastic. Mm. Um, that guy's real fun to talk to. Yeah, if you ever run into, ran into him. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you for the book. Oh no problem. Yeah, I flipped uh, I flipped through it idly last night as I was falling asleep. I d- didn't begin in earnest because I am currently in the middle of the new Walking Dead. Trade. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a, a coworker who's been giving me those in issues. So okay, I've been uh, keeping being able to keep up that way. Hmm. Yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, the book, like the uh, the all of the President Garfield stuff, I didn't know, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And like the thing I like about that guy and how he he does writes is that they're very uh, they're factual accounts. Like there's very little voice mm-hmm. in them, so it kind of has a uh, like it has a different feel to it. Like you kind of have to fill in the blanks and. You know, kind of, it's not sensationalized at all. Mm-hmm. So the um, the Jack the Ripper chapter is probably the best one in the book, and it's um, there's like a guy who was alive at the time, and um, you know, was following the news stories yep. and such, and just kind of keeping an account of like what's going on and what his theories were. Mm-hmm. Um, and just it's yeah, it's, it's really compelling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, the 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 art is very nice too. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, Rick Gary. Yep. Um, have you read uh, From Hell? No. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I was aware of the movie. Yeah, the movie's not so great. Yeah. Um but yeah, From Hell's really good. I owe myself a reread. Mm-hmm. Like uh That's uh that's Alan Moore, right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, the only the only more I've read is uh Watchmen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Yep, good 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 stuff. Hmm. Comics are good. Um, then, when they're not, except for when they're not, <laughs> and then you die. Yep, comics are good, and then you die. 
It's real good. Have any of either of you guys played Contrast? Yeah, uh, I think it's free for yet. PlayStation Plus people, and I'm curious about it, but I don't want to invest in it because like I hear things that sound amazing, and then but the kind of scores are universally mediocre. Like, is it is it a PS3 thing or is it only PS4? No, it's I think um, I don't know where it is on Sony, but it's multi-platform. Um, I just I read a thing about it today that said it was free for PlayStation Plus. Oh, so okay. I, I don't know if that's actually true, or I haven't investigated it myself. So. I have not gone in to, to check out the new games yet um, recently. No. Um, I'm actually getting to the point of the year where I need to I need to re-up my subscription, but I I think it might just be PS4. Cool. Yeah. Which is there's nothing about that game that would demand it be on a next gen system. Yeah, so it's Windows, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, and Three Sixty. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Give it a shot, just so, uh, and then tell me if uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the bad parts are. Uh, yeah. Be my. Uh, let me be the canary in the coal mine for me, and tell me if it's if it's worth my fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah. It outweighs the bad. I, I I will happily do so. I love novel ideas, and and this seems like one of them. So. Oh yeah, like it's a cool, super cool concept. Yeah. Art direction, like everything looks like it's firing on you know the levels they need it to. But the because uh, people uh, say it's real janky and shitty. The main, so, the mm. main character looks like cosplay. That's true. <laughs> that is like flapper cosplay. Like, yeah, uh, Halloween parade fla- cosplay. Like like, uh, like Mad Moxie cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, hmm. Cool. All right. Do you guys cool. want to get uh, get started? Yes. Yeah, so chili. Chili to make. Ah, the chili. Ooh, nice. I, I will. Ne- I will not stand in, in between a man and his chili. Um, <laughs> That's what I do now. One batch of chili a week. Yep, the, I, I do. Uh, I do. I have chili month, yeah. or like ch- oh, really? a chili a chili day every month where I make just yep. a fuckload of chili. Yep. Yeah, gives me a, we gives had me a one chili mill a week. <laughs> we uh, we had a garden in in our backyard that we planted tomatoes and and just nothing, 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 nothing. And then one day towards the end of the season, they just all came at once. And so it's like, well, we're never going to be able to use all this. What should we do? Chili. And yep. so we have three gigantic just freezer bags of chili <laughs> um, that will probably be around for years to come. But it uh, it stays good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and good chili is really hard to come by here. Yeah, <laughs> meat sauce. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's one part of Cincinnati I will not defend. <laughs> good. Oh, the Cincinnati, Cincinnati chili? Yeah. 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 Not best. Yeah. It's good on hot dogs. Like that's what it's for. Yeah, it's it's a meat sauce. Yeah, you do like a Coney Island. That's like a Coney Island, like hot dog Coney sauce is just meat chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good that way, but but it's for not good any on its own. Purpose, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. But people eat it that way, and it's real gross. <laughs> Again, throw it on a burger, <laughs> dip something in it. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, any sauces that you should just eat like with yeah. a spoon. Yeah, it's too sweet too. No. I'd say you know what I, I'm, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say that it's okay to uh, eat hollandaise sauce with a spoon. That's practical. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Like, I, like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say I, 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 I will <laughs> Thank not. Thank you for trying to be like, d- not diplomatic. just immediately re- <laughs> diplomatic. <laughs> you'll be you'll be dead in a couple of years. I'm yeah. Yeah. So I, I am I am repulsed by anything mayonnaise based. <laughs> including no. like ranch dressing i will not i i will brook i will brook no mayonnaise so hollandaise immediately disgusts me however i know enough to i know enough that i like i need to conceal my mayonnaise hate because people are like why it's like yeah. well, it's just gross it's, well all mayonnaise say, what about... are gross by themselves yeah but mm. and on stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hollandaise sauce is great <laughs> That's interesting. I, I never thought about that before. Like, I knew that you didn't like mayonnaise, but you can have a burger without mayonnaise. You can't have like an eggs Benedict, right? 
the Coles never had and never will have an eggs Benedict. Right. Interesting. Hmm. There, 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 there are many number of egg based dishes that I, that, that I will eat. Uh, you know, none of which have sentimental value to me. Um, hmm. yeah, but, uh, but yeah, eggs Benedict, no, hmm. cannot, cannot do. And we all pray that we will have far more soon 